Hi, and thank you so much for tuning in to the first guest episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. This week, I'm chatting to Kerry Jordan, who is a dog photographer and a VA for the pet industry as well. We're talking about her doing her doing things her way and how she was one of the first pet brands to create her own awareness day. She created National Dog Photography Day five years ago, and it has gone viral many, many times, trending at number one on Twitter many, many times as well. We are talking about what it's like to create your own awareness day and to have the gumption to just go for it, really. We talk about her building relationships and how that has grown her business. We talk about whippets. We talk a little bit about wine. And she shares so much wisdom in this episode. One of the things I really took away from it is she said, if you think you're going to regret not doing something, then you should go and do it. So I think you're going to really enjoy this episode if you are focusing on doing things your way and focusing less on the things that you should do and the things that you really, really want to do. So I'm going to hand over to Kerry now for the main part of the episode. I hope you enjoy this as much as I did and all the links to find out more about Kerry and connect with her are in the show notes as well. And do join in National Dog Photography Day. It's happening this Wednesday, 26th of July. It happens every year on the 26th of July. It's a brilliant day. Who doesn't want to share photos of their dogs? So now for the main part of the chat with Kerry. So hi Kerry, really chuffed to have you on the first guest episode of the Your Pet Business Content Your Way podcast. Tell me a little bit about you and your pet business. Uh, hi, well thanks very much for having me. It's lovely to be uh, lovely to be here. Um, so I am a professional dog photographer I'm based in Cumbria in the uh, just near the Lake District, um, but that was only a recent thing. I've just moved from Sussex and I started actually as a wedding photographer many moons ago, I think probably about 12 or 13 years ago, and um, was doing weddings and um, family portraiture and then basically started um, taking photos of my own dog and started getting to commissions and it's kind of steamrolled from there really. I rebranded to focus completely on dogs about four years ago but I've been working with dogs for about eight years. Fab okay so was it your own dogs that made you go down the dog route then? Yeah well it was it was quite funny really because uh I started photographing my own dogs probably, well, it would have been 14 years ago, um, but that was before I was into photography. And then as I got a little bit more proficient, um, people started commissioning me and asking me to do um, their dogs. And it was one of those things where I I didn't even know dog photography was a thing. And yeah. back then there wasn't a huge amount of dog photographers. It was, it was a, a sort of upcoming market. I started doing, um, yeah, I started just shooting pet portraits and then actually a lady who's now become a really good friend of mine um, uh, asked me to do some product photography for her dog jumpers. And so, and that's, again, catapulted me into uh, a different world of uh, commercial dog photography as well. Was it Debbie by any chance? It was Debbie. It was Debbie at Red House. <laughs> and, and back then she was doing all different types of dogs rather than just whippets. Uh, so, yeah, I was. I can just remember feeling 
again, it's another sort of side of photography that I didn't know existed. It was commercial pet photography and was so nervous. I so wanted to impress and get this job. It was it was awesome. And then, yeah, since then, it's just been dogs ahoy. It's been fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. So tell us about, because I know you've got a corporate background as well. You used to be a PA in the city, didn't you, before going and going into photography? Um, and, you know, you started started doing your photography like you know 14 years ago but then obviously we've had social media and all these different things that are available now to get the word out there about what it is that you do but if you can kind of go back to like those early days of talking about what you do in your business what was it like when it came to putting yourself out there and 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 yeah and marketing yourself and telling people about how you could help them um I think when uh, this isn't just this isn't everybody obviously but a lot of uh, small business owners when they start it's a there's a real lack of self-confidence in what you do and I, I think when I start when sort of the, the whole social media thing started kicking off and it was much more accessible for brands the thing that I remember is ch- I was chasing the likes I was chasing the comments I was chasing the amount of followers that I had and and that's what I based my worth on for, for quite some time. Um, I think when you grow as a business and your confidence grows, you realise that isn't as important and you start to think more about the relationship element and the, yeah. the type of the content that you're putting out there. And um, and it was terrifying because you sometimes you don't know, you know, you don't know who's out there. You don't know who's going to, troll your Facebook page or your Instagram account and you don't know if you're going to upset somebody and you worry about all these things when you're starting out as a business. And I think as I got more confident with my business, I think the the thing that helped me through those sort of formative years were just being true to what I enjoyed. Um, I enjoyed dogs. I enjoy nature. I enjoy the occasional glass of wine. And as long as I was speaking... <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I know Kerry quite well, and I, know, I don't know where that occasional came in from. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Carry on. <laughs> All right. <laughs> and uh, I, just th- I just found talking about the things that I love... Um, and I was passionate about, built a really lovely audience. So that's kind of, yeah, when live video came out, I remember feeling sick doing first live video and and stumbling over my words, but I did it. And, you know, it, now it's one of those things where it's almost second nature. I think a lot of these things, the fear of doing it is worse than actually doing it. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot I can relate to there. I remember when I first started working with small businesses, and it's not that long ago, it's only like five maybe six years ago and I just used to post like a blog post about how to you know how to approach a journalist or something like that and I'd literally sit there thinking all these other people who've known me for years are going to go and write on it and say how you know who are you to say that or like even like my ex-boyfriends would go and write horrible things and it never happened but the things that go through your head are just are just really bonkers aren't they um but yeah, it's something that I can definitely relate to. And I think lots of other people can as well. But I love what you've just said there that, you know, just just being you and not thinking that you have to be this really formal person or this really professional person. And you can actually just talk about you and, and what you're all about. Um, and then that makes it, it does make it a lot easier, doesn't it? Yeah, I think um, 
anybody who's met me uh, when I like when I first started photography, I thought I had to know everything about all the technical settings on my camera because that would make me a proper photographer. And what I found is that I don't need to know everything. I need to know how to do the stuff that I do. And that's good enough. Um, my clients don't know the difference. Um, you know, a professional, another professional photographer might be able to pick up on a few bits and bobs, but that's not my audience. My audience is, you know, re- regular dog owners who love their dogs and want portraits or, you know, small brands and commercial photographers who don't care about the technical settings as long as I can deliver the images. So, yeah, yeah I think it's um, it's thinking less about what other people think and more about what you can do mm-hmm. so when it comes to um putting yourself out there and talking about what you do like are there certain things that you discover that you really enjoyed doing so you talked a little bit about live video um are there things that you 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 found as you were kind of finding your way with all of this finding your feet that you thought yeah this is this is me um i think for me it's it's being a, a person um yeah you've you've obviously known me a while and I have I've talked about non-business stuff a lot I've talked about my personal life and the troubles that I have to go through um and the struggles and you know it's not all I think with social media it can be one of those things where particularly social media you only see the best side of people and I don't agree with that I think it gives a it puts people under a lot of pressure to to do the perfect thing all the time so I think the thing that I enjoyed was the relationship building based on real life. Yeah. So, you know, I've talked about um, divorce and moving house halfway across the country and the struggles. And this is on my professional page. But the support and the all the, the, the comments of people going through the same sort of thing have really formed such a lovely bond and such a lovely community that I think that is you know, I, I, I love social media for that. It's, it's, it's one of the positive sides, you know, it doesn't have to be negative or positive all the time. It's just life. There's ups and downs. Um, so I really love that. And I really love helping people, obviously taking better photographs of their own dogs. One of the, the, the joys is when people tag me and they've said, I've used your tip and I've got this shot or, you know, they share it on stories or they share it on my wall or what have you. And it's, it's really nice to see people progressing and getting joy from photographing their dogs rather than frustration. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it does bring joy as well, doesn't it? It really, I know, um, you know, whenever I manage to capture something half decent of my dog, it does, it does bring a lot of joy. And also um, with the brands that you work with, if obviously I know you work with brands where you provide and create images for them, but even if they can use the advice you give to create better images and that's bringing joy to them and their clients and it's got that lovely ripple effect, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, do you have like a favourite platform um, or a favourite way of getting the word out there about what you do? Because I know you do, you've obviously got a website, you've got your newsletter, you use different social media platforms, but do you have one that, that you know, that really kind of lights you up? Um. It's it's difficult because I think they each have their merits. So one of the things that I love about Facebook, for example, is the ability to share images. So, you know, if you put a photo up, people can share their images underneath. That makes it really accessible, particularly if you're a photographer. So share the best photo of your dog, share a photo of your dog in the leaves, you know, share a photo of your dog in the in the snow, which is something that Instagram can't do really. They would have to tag and, you know, other people can't see it. Whereas 
where you've got Facebook and you can post photos in the comments, then other people can interact. So it creates that really lovely buzz around just one post. And you know that then that this is being seen by the friends of the friends and things like that. So I love I love Facebook for that. I find it less um, less formal. Whereas with Instagram, you know, you've got to worry about how the grid looks quite a lot. Yeah. And uh, but I love stories on Instagram. I get a lot of interaction on stories. So they each have their own merit on social. But I think the most important one, even if it's not the most enjoyable one, is definitely um, email because yeah. you know it's getting direct to people. As a small business, I I think a lot of people will. Uh, get the fact that we, we are constantly frustrated with the algorithm and how to get in front of people and what we're doing and what will work one day won't work the other way. Whereas email, you know, you're going direct to the source. Yeah, I find it can be something that, yeah, as you say, isn't as exciting or as fun, but it does really, I know it does really deliver, but also we've got the, you know, the thing that's hanging over you which I, I, I feel this way anyway, but, you know, what if Facebook closed tomorrow? Like, we're old enough to remember MySpace, aren't we? Um, <laughs> and these platforms, they can come and go, can't they? And whereas yeah. your email list, you you know, you have control over, don't you? Yeah, and they, there's always that threat that, you know, Facebook is going to, or Instagram start asking payments and things yeah. like that, and, and it will drop off. But I can't remember, there's a, a, a quote that goes round, and um, it's something about... Um, building your house on your own land basically where it's you know don't build your your following purely on Facebook and Instagram because it's not your land it's not your domain you don't own that Mm -hmm. whereas with email you do so I think that's really important yeah and you can have that I know we're both in um, Robin Kennedy's community um so Robin Kennedy are brilliant aren't they they're um (laughs) They have a podcast, I'll link to it in the show notes, um, called The Email Marketing Show, but they've also got a community as well. Um, and they talk about like a 360 loop, don't they? So people can see you everywhere. So they can find you on Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or wherever. They can go to your website and they can also connect with you on email. And you you, you just have that kind of omnipresence, don't you? And mm. email, just make sure that you're connected in all the different places. Because if your Facebook or your Instagram or anything else gets taken away from you, you've got that, you've got that way of getting you know getting the message out to people haven't you yeah and exactly and not everybody is on every single platform so although it can feel like you're like pushing stuff out constantly the same thing you can guarantee that people there's somebody out there who's not seen what you did yesterday or the day before even though you've shouted about it three times in the previous weeks yeah no, definitely. We can't repeat ourselves enough. Again, that's something that I've definitely learned and got less afraid of, I think, over the years. Mm. So we, the new podcast um, is all about your pet business content your way. And really what I want to do is learn from, share people's stories really, where they've done things a little bit differently. They've gone off and they've done things their way. Um, and, you know, to hear the stories behind that and the impact that it's had. So I know you've got your VA business as well, where you support other businesses, but you're, you're, we're here today to talk about your dog photography. And I'd love to know like, what the biggest thing is you've done to grow your photography business and really you know, establish yourself as a dog photographer. I think uh, there's two things. The first one has definitely been relationship building. Um, yeah. This is, that's a slow burn, uh, but I, I, 
have built relationships with private clients and commercial clients who are now people who come back year after year, um, particularly commercial clients who you know need products updating and things like that. And I don't treat it as a an income stream. I treat it as a, a friendship almost. And that means that I've now got some really awesome clients who, you know, I can rely on year after year. Uh, I think the, the second thing is probably the National uh, Dog Photography Day. Uh, that kind of, I think, has put me on... It's, I don't want to sound braggy, but it, it, it feels like it's put me on the, the map a little bit as a dog photographer because it makes me stand out from everybody else who's out there, um, particularly because there's been so much press coverage and, you know, uh, like uh, celebrity coverage over the last few years. And it's helped me reach a whole new audience because people are sharing and tagging me and... Um, you know, and just getting involved in the day and, you know, by mentioning uh, that, that it was founded by me, it's just getting my name in front of a whole different audience. And I think it's, at the time, I don't think any other dog business had done what I had done yeah. with creating an awareness day. So it does feel like it's been pretty instrumental in in sort of helping me because it's given me you know, podcasts, blogs, um, I've been on radio interviews, I've spoken in front of a room of like a couple of hundred entrepreneurs on creating your own awareness day. So it's been pretty instrumental for sure. Love it. So I'm going to come back to you about your day in a minute, but I really love what you just said there about the relationship building and treating your clients. I know, I know as a client and a friend and somebody who, you know, we chat a lot, don't we? I know how much you, um, you, you, you do really cherish those relationships, don't you? And champion the brands that you work with um, mm. in your newsletter and on social media and everything like that. And yeah, I think seeing as seeing people as individuals and not numbers is so important, isn't it? I know, like we're all, we're all different, aren't we? But um, you know, for that, for that, basically, what I see from what you do is the goodwill that you get back from people. So. Mm you provide a really good service and develop friendships with people and you then get that goodwill back. And sometimes I think just those sim- just that simple art of relationship building, it gets forgotten, doesn't it, with all of yeah. these things that we've got to do and, you know, we've got to have all these email subscribers or all these followers and we've got to post at 7 o'clock in the morning or whatever it is we're being told to do. But actually sometimes it's just as simple as being like, doing that relationship building and being a friendly appreciative appreciative and supportive person isn't it yeah i think i think within the dog industry in my experience anyway it, it's fairly easy to re- relationship build as well because the key thing for me is that i try and only work with people who have a similar ethos to me um and most of them are dog people so <laughs> yeah. i find dog people very easy <laughs> and so yeah it's um I think it's harder to build a relationship if the company or the person hasn't got similar ethics to you. So I think when you are starting to build that relationship, you have to trust your instinct a little bit. And if it's kind of going, well, they do this and I don't actually agree with that, it's going to be really hard to A, build a relationship and B, like you said, champion the brand or the company or the person because it's going to feel insincere. Yeah. 
No, I'm totally with you. And I think it's just, yeah, just really good advice and working with people who share your values and, yeah, also trusting your intuition, gut, whatever you want to call it. Because you, you know, don't you? Like, especially when you first start out, you know, we've all, we, we've all done it. We've all not listened to our gut or intuition. And, you know, it never, it never works out. You, you know what's coming, don't you? Um, but, yeah, really great advice. I thank you for sharing. So, Right. Let's go back to the day. What I want to know is like, what was it like when you had your first National Dog Photography Day? Like, I'd love to know what was going on. I, I know that I knew you then, but not as well as I do now. But I'd love to know, like, what was going through your head the first time you said, I'm Kerry and this is my day. And and yeah, and just, you know, the, the actual day itself and what it's like. Uh, I mean, it was a while ago, but what I, what I do remember is that I was completely unprepared. <laughs> I think I'd I'd got I'd managed to get my day registered, and then maybe a week before, I was like, I maybe sh- I maybe should be doing something around this. But again, uh, nobody that I knew of had done it, so I had nobody to help me set up the day and and push it forward and give me advice. So I was just winging it. So. I remember going, right, um, I'm going to get on all the social media platforms and I'm going to um, I'm going to sit down and I'm going to push some stuff out. And this was a couple of days before. And then on the day, I remember sitting in front of the laptop and I kid you not, I was I was on on the PC, PC at the time, um, PC from about seven o'clock, if not a little bit earlier. And I just started pushing stuff out. And I found that the place that it got the most momentum, maybe because it's such a, a quick moving stream, was Twitter. So I kind of did a little bit on Instagram and Facebook, but I concentrated on Twitter because that was the easiest. And again, I hadn't done any planning because I'd not been given any advice on any of the social media platforms. So I hit Twitter hard and I was tagging people, and I was searching for the hashtag, and I was retweeting every single hashtag that came up with National Dog Photography Day. I was sharing photos, I was sharing tips, and I was exhausted. And I stayed there until about um, six o'clock in the afternoon. And I was literally, it was just toilet breaks, and that was it. (laughs) And I remember at one point, I think I was particularly lucky because there wasn't anything major going on that day. And the first year, I'm fairly sure it got to something like number eight trending in in the UK. And I was buzzing. <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, I can't believe this is happening. And I yeah, I just kept on at it. And it was just, it was crazy, crazy, like intense. Again, I didn't know anybody and I was just, and I, I've, thankfully I've got a fair few um, people who were helping me out on Twitter as well uh, on the day. But yeah, getting to in the top 10 was in, insane for my first year. It really, really was. And then how did it go from, how did it go from there from the first year to like where we are today? I know obviously social media has changed and the how people use platforms has changed. There's been all kinds of things that have happened, but yeah, talk me through like how it's grown, how it's developed over the last few years. Well, I've been a bit more prepared, <laughs> but only a little bit. <laughs> um, so now it's really nice because a lot more brands are jumping on board and creating their own 
their own things to do on National Dog Photography Day. So it's grown definitely a huge amount in that respect. And people are making really big things out of it, which I think is absolutely awesome. Um, and uh, it since then has trended, I, th- I can't remember if it's twice or three times, I think it might be twice, number one. One time I was in, it was the Olympics or something. <laughs> I had no chance. And then there was another time where it was a football, um, uh, some some kind of football event. And um, and I've helped, you know, I've been able to um, just be able to plan my time a little bit better. So this year I've got a whole heap of things in the run-up. Ebook, hopefully finished by then, and some local events. And yeah, it's just taken off and people are, are more aware of it now. It's it's been shown on national TV. It's been shown on you know BBC news stations. So it's it's grown to an ex, you know an exponential um, thing. This yeah. it's, it's completely sort of out of my control now. Uh, so I, it's it's actually working hard to get the recognition that this is my day rather than anything else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a biggie as well, isn't it? Um, but I do think like because I've googled your day and everything well obviously over the years and then ahead of speaking to you today and it does it does lead back to you and there are a lot of there are a lot of news cuttings that refer to you and um, I think anyone certainly in the UK community can find it as you and I know you've done all kinds of different things to register your day with the year ahead and other um other awareness day listing websites and resources so it does point back to you which is brilliant and like what I just love about it is you know you were the like you just said you were the first person really I know or and you know to go and do this thing and think actually yeah I'm going to go and if other people can have like national you know ugly truck day that was the yeah. one that set it off for me <laughs> I know <laughs> who registers a national ugly truck day I know that's wow. why <laughs> Yeah, and then, you know, you just thought, well, I'm going to go and give it a go. So I just think it's brilliant. So tell us about, like, how the day has impacted on your business um, and, yeah, like, what's been, yeah, what's been the result of having this day? Because I know you did it as, you know, it started off as some fun and to celebrate dogs and everything, but what's the impact been for you? Uh, well, uh, as I mentioned earlier, it's it's been uh, one of the things that I had never anticipated in my career as a dog photographer was being able to stand in front of a room of entrepreneurs and give uh, a talk on creating your own awareness day. That was nuts. And I, it, it was such a, a buzz and an honour. Um, so that was J- Janet Murray's event um, because it was Janet Murray's content calendar where I got the idea from, basically. Uh, so, and it, I think with stuff like that, it gives you a little bit of gravitas where, it, you know, it and makes you stand apart from other dog photographers where, you know, you, you can get awards and stuff like that. But when you've had a, a speaking gig in front of a room of entrepreneurs, I think it, it just helps you give that little bit of, of, of an edge um, and recognition as, as this, this person who created this day. It's also given me some really inventive ways to connect with other brands, particularly around the day, you know, being able to do fun collaborations and giveaways and, and things like that. It's uh, a nice inning when you say, 
Oh, by the way, it's National Dog Photography Day coming up. I'm the founder of National Dog Photography Day. I'd love to do this thing with you. Um, would you be up for it? It's Yeah, it's a really lovely way to be able to connect with people. And if you've not got very much confidence in putting that, you know, that first feelers forward, then it's a really nice, yeah, nice inning. And do you find people are... Um, really, I mean, who who isn't going to be up for doing something around photos of dogs? But do you? What kind of response do you tend to get? Oh yeah, so as just as an example, I try and do uh, charity work around it as well. And there's a company that I did a sponsors sponsored walk for, and she messaged me and said, uh, "Oh, by the way, it's National Dog Photography Day coming up," and. Um, uh, did you know, uh, I, I thought it'd be nice if you could write something for the blog. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I kind of do know. <laughs> it's, it's the day that I founded. And the response was like, oh, my God, that's amazing. And uh, so, yeah, it's it's I think it's quite surprising for people. And especially because it's become such a well-known day. The responses are usually really lovely. And Again, it's relationship building. I tend to build a relationship first before going in with the, do you want to do something for National Dog Photography Day? And so it means that people are much more receptive than just a a kind of cold out of the blue, hi, I want you to do this, you know, because it's people's time. Uh, So I want to make sure that people understand that I will respect that. Yeah, I think that's a really important thing, actually, as like, again, I don't want to sound like I'm bragging here but as a content creator I've got obviously this podcast and I've got a pet blog as well which you know about and have been featured on about your day um with your brilliant tips and I think if you know for people listening if they are wanting to work with content creators whether it's you know the 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 guardian or whether it is you know a small pet blog like mine you have to what Kerry's just said there about being respectful of people's time and and building that relationship it's so important I get messages every day saying hi and they haven't even looked at my name and then they'll say I want to be on your blog I want to write about this and then I'll say well I don't do that first of all um you know I don't have other people writing on my blog and secondly you know if you do what if if you want me to write about you or work with you I first of all need you know a decent I need a, a decent angle to start with and if you do just want me to promote your business I'm sorry, but you're going to have to pay me. Um, mm. But most people do not. Most people I find who approach me for the blog don't do that. They certainly don't do that. Let's, you know, build a relationship before we go steaming in there and asking for this person to write about us. So it's such um, such an important such an important point, really, if you want to work with other people to help raise your profile. So going, you talked about briefly about, um, you know, the kind of things that you do with your business and the different packages and things that you offer and the different ways that you work with small businesses. Obviously, I'm always talking about why photo shoots are so important. And even though the focus of this podcast has changed, it's your pet business content your way, I still feel that having good photography really does help elevate you. Um, and Kerry, you're here. I know that you've got you know so much experience. Um, tell us about like what your business looks like today and how you work with, with small businesses and the kind of you know the kind of packages you provide and also I know you're all about like making things affordable and accessible as well aren't you so tell us a bit about tell us a bit about that yeah so well as you know I've kind I've been pivoting just recently because I've moved from Sussex to Cumbria and again it seems to be at the right time so I'm moving away from 
not giving up private clients, but focusing more on commercial photography and commercial dog photography. And so I've had to completely redo my packages. And so I have a starting package for solopreneurs, basically. Uh, so solopreneurs, basically one one person band who do all their own stuff you know it's like the marketing the accounting the social media and I have just literally added something which I think is really useful which is what I call an amuse-bouche and it's like a taster session because I know as as a solopreneur myself how daunting it can be to have to put out a sum of money for professional photography when you haven't worked with a person before and you know what if it goes wrong what if they you know they don't come out right etc so i've created an amuse booth amuse booth oh my days amuse <laughs> package maybe i should rename it to something easier to say <laughs> uh, where it's kind of a very small shoot with a small number of images so that people can get a feel of how i work um, and then it goes up to you know uh, a, a 30 package a 30 dip image deal uh, which is really great for sort of mid-year promotions and things like that and then a bigger package where it's like I just need everything I need a complete rebrand I've just had one of my previous lovely lovely clients who's going through a, a really big rebrand so she's going through the whole she's going whole hog so it's all the packages uh, all the images um, uh, with a couple of different dog models and I think, yeah, dog models, that one of the queries that I got recently is, what do we do about that? And it's, I've got a dog model database. And if they're not on my database, I can, you know, do a call out and things like that. But generally, it's it's a very easy to navigate package, which is slightly customizable if the people need to be. Um, I try and make it as pain-free as possible. And then it changes slightly for you know, bigger companies and then corporate, more corporate companies. But I think uh, uh, possibly a lot of your listeners are solopreneurs or small businesses. So I think that's probably the most relevant ones. Yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, I just can't stress enough, especially if you're looking to get press coverage, how important it is to have decent images because um, it really makes a difference. And as we record this, like, I'm going to brag again. <laughs> Sorry, but I have to. Kerry photographed my dog friendly holiday cottage with her two lovely whippets, Bertie and Shadow. And um, because I had those images, when the um, PR company who looks after the holiday cottage were asked about um, dog friendly cottages, my cottage was chosen and it's purely because of Kerry's images and it went in The Guardian and had a very big show. So Big thank you to Kerry, and I just can't stress enough about getting those images. But if you work with Kerry or somebody else, have your photos taken. So I'll get off my soapbox now. Let's go back to the topic of the podcast, which is all about your content, your way. Tell us about, you know, you've done this big thing. You've talked loads about content anyway, but you've done this big thing with your day, which is you totally doing things your way and taking that leap of faith. What's your advice to somebody who's thinking about doing something similar, something really big that feels quite scary and like, who am I to do this, but I'm going to do it anyway. What would your advice be to them who are, you know, they're thinking of doing something different, taking that leap of faith? I think, firstly, I, I, I feel this way, not just about business. I feel this way about life is what's the worst that could happen. 
and, and really think about it. Don't just go, oh, what's the worst that could happen? Um, I've done it with pivoting my business several times from weddings to families. The biggest one was actually to dogs because that was a completely unknown market for me back then. I, I've done it with moving from Sussex to Cumbria, you know, 330 odd miles away from my friends. Um, and I just think, what's the worst that could happen? And, you know, we've had this like in-depth conversation before. Life's too short to, to be worried all the time about the what ifs. And yeah. my main thing after the the um, what's the worst that could happen is would I regret not doing it? And if I think I would regret not doing it, I'll do it. Yeah. Love that. Thank you. Um, so I'm just scribbling down your your words of wisdom. So no, that's fabulous. Well, look, Kerry, I'm really conscious of your time. Um, let's wrap things up. Um, tell us about like what's next for you. What's what have you got going on next? I know you've got your day. This podcast will go out the week of your day. Um, so I will link to all of Kerry's resources in the show notes. But yeah, what's next for you? Uh, well, I've got a few things lined up. As mentioned, I'm hoping to get the ebook, uh, which is. Basically, if anybody follows me in, they know that I used to do an online course called Photography for Beginners, which was a 12-week course. And I'm putting all of that knowledge into an ebook, which is quite hefty at the moment. Uh, I'm also obviously doing my commercial photography. I've, I'm just putting together a like a subscription idea where if a brand, small brand wants the bigger package, Instead of having it all in one go, they can pay like a, a quarterly and have like three mini, like smaller shoots, which I think will be really useful for brands. And then I don't know if this is going to take off yet or not, but again, it's doing things my own way. Um, I'm organising a Christmas in July or August. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I've got a, um, a really lovely all year round Christmas shop who has said that they are going to allow me to photograph in there. So for dog, uh, dog businesses who need Christmas products way, way in advance. So they need to be sort of advertising in October. Um, I am setting up small shoots for dog products in the this all year round beautiful beautiful Christmas shop in um, Bowness on Windermere so uh, look out for that because I think that'll be really fun to <laughs> be doing Christmas shoots in the height of summer <laughs> definitely although we are you are in the Lake District so it could like look like Christmas in yes. the height of summer couldn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't please don't get me onto the subject of weather <laughs> no i know i know we'll, we'll leave we'll save that for another day kerry it's been brilliant talking to you thank you so much for being my guests on this podcast i am so chuffed to have you here and um, for all of your support and the wisdom that you shared as well tell us about i'll put all the links in the show notes anyway but tell us about tell us how people can find out more about you I think probably the best way is if they want to find out more is my website. It's got all the about me's and all the details about commercial and private client shoots, which is furandfables.com. Um, but obviously I'm on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram and a little bit on TikTok. I've been sharing some some tips on TikTok as well. You're down with the kids. I'm very impressed. <laughs> Love it. 
Okay. Well, look, thank you so much for joining me. I cannot wait for your day and to share dog photos. We can never have too many dog photos and there's a day for it and it's just so, so brilliant. So I look forward to seeing you on the day and thank you again for being on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. Hey, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation with Kerry and I about her day and the things that she has done to market her her pet business in a way that feels right for her. If you would like to carry on the conversation, I'd love to invite you to join my Facebook group, the Your Pet Business Content Your Way community. It's a community of like-minded professionals where you can connect with other people in the industry, including Kerry, find collaboration opportunities and celebrate your achievements. Every week, we've got threads for accountability to share success stories and also opportunities for you to put out content you're proud of as well. You'll find the link for the group in the show notes. It'd be really great to see you there. And I will see you next week with another episode of the podcast. Thanks so much for supporting the show and I will see you soon.